Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Come on, son, 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 Today's show is sponsored by PDM. Pod Digital Media, the number one multicultural podcast app, is here. PDM, Pod Digital Media, is the very first black-owned podcast app. You can listen to shows from every single category, like sports, business, health, lifestyle, and culture, all from creators of color like me. Download it today in the Apple App Store and listen to new shows. Plus, if you want to release a podcast, record it and release it directly from the app. PDM, Pod Digital Media app. Download it right now. Tell them Ed Lover sent you. Come on, son, son. What up, y'all? Said Lover, it's time for another episode of Come On, Son. So the other day, well, first and foremost, um, before I get into what happened the other day, uh, I don't like to say celebrated, but we just recognized, uh, again, the passing of Combat Jack. And y'all know what he means to me as far as podcasting is concerned. So the overseer of my podcast, my podcast world, is the pod father himself, Combat Jack. Rest in peace, bro. We still think about you all the time. Definitely. And that's not a cliche thing for me. It's uh, it's true. I think about you often, man. And sometimes I be needing your guidance when it comes to this podcasting game because I be ready to give up. Um, I look at how far other people have gone in their podcasting. And and I think uh, um, maybe I should just hang it up. But, you know. Sometimes you send word to me through different means and it means a lot to me and sometimes through different people. And then I, and sometimes I just know it came from you, man. Cause like the other day I was talking to my uh, producer and uh, she was like, Ed, man, she was like, yo, the podcast is doing so good. The flowers series is doing great. She was like, do you know, like we're in the low percentile of people that are actually making money podcasting. So, that's because of you, Jack. So I just wanted to say thank you. And I know you sent that message through Krista because I was thinking about hanging it up to let me know that, hey, all these people that you see out here putting out all these podcasts are not making money. And you're one of the few people who are making money from doing your podcast. So keep on doing it, man. Keep on doing it. And honestly, a lot of these podcasts are mediocre, to say to say the least, man. Like, you, I'm tired of complaining about it. And I don't, I don't want to sound like 
the old man or the old head in the room. But a lot of you podcasts are terrible, man. It's just mediocre. It's just bullshit. And it's like something new. Like, it's like rap. <laughs> like, now everybody thinks they can rap. Like, um, rapper. Everybody, like, is a rapper. Like, you hear about all of these people sometimes. You don't hear about them until something happens to them. And um, you're like, the news will report that they were a rapper. And you'd be like, really? Like, where? You know, this mediocrity it's got to stop, man. I, and I want to spend some time on this podcast talking about mediocrity. Like, are we celebrating mediocrity? Are we turning out mediocre, mediocre children? Are we turning out soft children? Like, is that what this world has come to that? Look, we had a mediocre president, so that'll tell you. Like, are we so engulfed in celebrity and celebrity status because of social media? Like, you hear people say YouTube star, the Paul brothers. You hear people say TikTok star. You hear people say Instagram star or Instagram model because they couldn't make it in the real world. So this is their outlet. And normally it's just mediocre. Like we had to sit through that mediocre ass fight between Floyd Mayweather Jr. and one of the Paul brothers and the excuse for it being mediocre was, well, Floyd made 30, 40 million. I say he hurt the sport. He says it's an exhibition. What's the difference between him doing an exhibition? Then he goes on to say Manny Pacquiao is fighting for money and Manny Pacquiao is fighting Earl Spence, who's a champion. And it's like, Come on, bro. You could have made the same money if you would have fought Pacquiao again. The same money you made fighting, um, fighting that Paul boy, but you knew the Paul boy wasn't a real fighter, so you wouldn't get hurt. You're not putting nothing on the line, and you're supposed to be one of the greatest of all time. So it's just like that mediocre shit, and we celebrating it. Like Colin McGregor, he lost three out of his last four fights. Anybody else would have never got a shot, but because he's got a big mouth, because he's walking around talking about what he used to do, people tuned in to see the Poirier fight, and Poirier would just beat his ass until he fucked his leg up, and people are going to use that as an excuse. Like, oh, uh, if he didn't, that's part of the game, bro. He's getting tagged up anyway, even before that happened. So we celebrate now. Oh, let's watch that. You know Conor McGregor right now is mediocre, yo. Come on. You know that. Shikari Richardson. Everybody's jumping to her defense because she broke the rules that are in place by the International Olympic Committee. Well, weed is legal in America and a lot of states. That is true. And if you enjoy marijuana, same to me as you enjoy the drink. I'm fine with it. I enjoy a little weed every now and then myself. So I'm not, I'm not saying this 
to get on her for smoking weed. But y'all use that as, a, as an excuse when she's not a mediocre runner. She's a top athlete. She's the most, not the most, she's the fastest woman on the planet. Clocked in a race. But y'all want to serve her mediocrity when she stood there and said, hey, I know what I did was wrong. I'll take my punishment. Y'all want to make it all kind of excuses for her. What are, we, what are we doing here? We're making excuses. That's being mediocre. Let her run was a hashtag. Let her run. Let the kid play that can't play. Give him a trophy. No, she took, except, she accepted it. She knew what she did was wrong by the International Olympic Committee, which banned the substance of marijuana. She knew it. She said why she did it. She didn't use it as an excuse. She said why. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. I turned down a lot of podcasts because when they asked me to be a guest on it, because I listened to it first, your previous podcast, and they're not good. Learn your craft. You're not good. Stuff is, is just mediocre shit. And we celebrating it. Tyler Perry got drugged the other day. Drugged. Drugged on, on Twitter for the writing on some of his shows. Deservedly so. And I'm not just picking on Tyler Perry. But I'm saying when you reach a certain place in your life, you should strive to be better. You should strive to compete on a higher level. That's what champions do. Michael Jordan never settled for mediocrity. Magic Johnson never settled for mediocrity. Ali never settled for mediocrity. Dr. King never settled for mediocrity. Maya Angelou never settled to be mediocre. But we keep making excuses for people. Barack Obama didn't settle for the mediocrity. Ailee Salazia never settled for mediocrity. Bob Marley wanted to be the best that he could be. It wasn't just, oh, well, I know my audience and they just like this, so this is what I'm going to pump out this, even though I know that is, is garbage. And that's why he got drugged. And I'm not just picking on him, but he is the biggest black, studio executive we have in this country yet he feels the need to write and produce and direct everything and a lot of it is not good and the reason why and then when you criticize him you get flat for it. i'm not saying that i don't like him and i don't salute him and i don't applaud him but what i'm saying is let some other people in that room and there's a lot of young black asian latino greek whatever you want to call them, incredibly gifted writers from all over the world that you're not letting into your studio to write anything. That's that's being mediocre. That's being mediocre. You know one thing that I found? Times change, and you got to change with the times. I found that. I found that. Combat Jack introduced me to podcasting when I knew nothing about it. I found that wave. That's the way people are listening now. That's what people want to hear. Yeah, okay. I'm going to get down with it. I'm, I'm with that 100%. Let 
Let me jump on this wave. People aren't just on the radio no more like they used to. People want to hear people can have an honest opinion about something and can say fuck this or fuck that if they feel like it. We all evolve, so I'm evolving constantly, which is cool, and I have my fun, which is cool. And don't get it wrong, I'm not saying that it's just Tyler Perry. I'm not saying that it's just, it's music too. A lot of this hip-hop, y'all gotta admit, is fucking mediocre at best, y'all. You you gotta admit that. You can't lie to yourself and say it's not. At best, these people that we're holding up as hip-hop artists are not really hip-hop artists at all. At all. How many times have you seen somebody go on Sway, right, and spit a freestyle, and you're like, yo, this is terrible. But it'd be the same person that people will go out and listen to their music. Do you remember when, and I don't want to, this is the only thing I can remember right now. Was Little Yachty trying to do that freestyle? I don't think that was on Sway. I think it was on Ebro and them. And he was like, yo, if you think I'm going to do this, that, and the third. But that's what rap is. That's what hip-hop is, is being able to actually rap. That's what it is. You don't get a trumpet player playing jazz that can't play the trumpet. You don't get a world-renowned pianist that can't play the piano. Why is it allowed in hip-hop? Why do we allow mediocrity in hip-hop? Why are these young people walking around with Tupac shirts on? Because not only did Tupac have something to say in his music that touched people's souls, but Tupac was actually good at what he was doing. Why do people still love Big? Why do people still love Pun? Why do people still love Left Eye? Why do people still love Aaliyah? Because they were good at what they were doing. Matter of fact, they were better than good. They were great. They were way above average. They were fantastic. Why are people losing it over the death of X? Because X was fucking dope as a rap artist. He wasn't a mediocre rap artists. So why are we now in this phase where we're celebrating mediocrity? Did we do a bad job teaching our kids what really good hip-hop sounds like? Is it the fact that the radio takes our music and puts it so far in the background that our kids didn't get to grow up listening to our music with their music? Because I know if I can remember correctly, that's how I grew up. I grew up listening to what my parents were listening to along with the appreciation of my music, the new music that was coming out, and the new music was coming out appreciated the music that came before them. They were actually people that were good at one point. And the people that are still good are struggling to survive. I saw the internet go crazy yesterday because Pusha T dropped the verse where he mentioned Tyler, the creator. He dropped the verse because he can rap. Are y'all surprised? Pusha T has never been a mediocre hip-hop artist. Never. He can actually rap, y'all. I know it, it, it bugs the shit out of a lot of people. And a lot of the people that was on there, Twitter, 
I was going in about what Pusha T said, does not remember, do not remember, I should say, that Pusha T was part of the clips. He can rap. And that was hard to believe. I know I know y'all are bugging off of that. Like, wow. Where did because Pop Smoke's album just dropped. And it was on it's on Pop Smoke's album that he said what he said. And people were just going bonkers on it. It was trending on Twitter. And I was just looking at it like, wow, y'all forgot Pusha T is actually like a real, real rapper. Haps off to you, Push. Y'all forget he was part of the clips. Him and his brother, like, they nice on the mic. Like, you used to have to be beyond mediocre to even get in the game. Then the mediocrity stepped in a little bit, and we kind of pushed those people away. And then they tried it with the with the music, with the Millie Vanilli shit. Two good-looking dudes just dancing around. Great bodies. Pause. And they tried to push on us that they could sing. They couldn't even speak. That got blown up in their face. And I was like, okay, so now we're getting back to the people who are superstars in whatever genre you choose to do are there because they can actually do what they're supposed to do and they're not mediocre. Shikari Richardson is not mediocre at all. Osaka, the tennis player, not mediocre at all. Tiger Woods was not mediocre at all. This is the reason why you go to the top of your game. This is the reason why we still celebrate the Allen Iversons and the Michael Jordans. This is the, it's the reason why we're looking at Devin Booker from the Phoenix Suns and Chris Paul and, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Because they're not mediocre. You can't play professional ball or LeBron James. This is the reason why Space Jam is going to do millions because LeBron James is an iconic figure in basketball because he can play at a super high level. He's not mediocre. So why are we getting to the point now where we're celebrating mediocrity? Why do we continue to support mediocrity? When we speak up, the you know, we're we, we, we doing the same thing with certain people that we used to do with drug dealers. I know you're probably saying to yourself, like, yo, Ed, what are you talking about right now? I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about. The same thing that we're doing now, celebrating mediocrity, is, is, is similar to what we did, or the same thing to what we did, or synonymous with what we used to do with drug dealers. This is what we used to do with drug dealers. Somebody would start selling drugs in the community. They would struggle. Then they would graduate to a key. Then they would flip that and it'd be two keys. And then they would get a connect and they would flood with 20, 30 keys a week. Then they start making real money, not the corner boy money. Real money. So when they start making real money, you know, they got protected territory, so more houses get turned into drug houses, more bodies are found in the street, more stuff like that is starting to happen. But every time around it, Thanksgiving or Christmas, or even if it wasn't, he, you could come to this guy, he'd help you pay your rent if you were short. You know, if it was a kid's graduation and you ain't had a little 500, he'd break you off $500. 
here, there, giving away turkeys, doing food drives and all of that stuff. And we was like, he's a great guy, but he's a drug dealer. So we can forgive him for being a drug dealer because he gives back to the community. And this is exactly what we're doing on the other side of this corner. We can forgive the mediocrity because they do such great philanthropic work. You can do the same philanthropic work and not be mediocre. So we forgive the mediocrity because they give back to the community. Oh, what he does with his money is is, is, is amazing, but yet on the world stage, we're being hurt because you have to remember that this is a world. We live in a world. I live in the United States of America. I don't live in Australia. I don't live in Argentina. I don't live in Uganda. I don't live in Nigeria. I don't live in Japan. I don't live in China. I don't live in the Netherlands. Big up to my girl Nancy, I'm in the Netherlands. I don't live in Germany. I don't live under the Queen's rule in Great Britain. All of these places that I name have black people. I don't live in Cuba. I don't live in Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic. Anywhere you can name. They all see black people and when they what they see in the media is what they think we all are. So we didn't come out of what we came out of. We didn't fight for what we fought for. We didn't I mean, we didn't fight for mediocrity. We didn't you know what I'm saying? I might be messing my words up right now, but y'all get the gist of it. And I hate to say that. You know what I'm saying? I hate. Let me make this clear. We didn't work so hard to get to a certain level to try to be respected on the world stage to give out mediocrity or false images of what we truly are as a people. Please remember that when you're doing something like that, you are on a world stage. When you become that big, and so what you portray black people to be is what the world thinks we are and how the world will treat us. As much as you don't want to be a representative of all black people in black culture, you are. We cannot afford for you to be mediocre. White people can afford to have mediocrity and they're missed. And I know what you're going to say. Ed, there's always been some mediocrity. Yeah, there, there has been. But it really wasn't celebrated like it is now. You see them, you see white people go back and celebrate the directors that did like those B movies. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, The 50-Foot Woman, um, Attack of the Killer Bats, The Blob. All of those movies like that that weren't really, really up to snuff. White people will celebrate the directors and stuff that did it. You know why? Because they, as a culture, they can afford mediocrity. They can afford it. We can't afford it. Because we are not the dominant culture in the world. And they control the narrative of how they're looked upon. And we don't control the narrative of what we look like. They control it. And I know I mentioned Tyler Perry 
earlier because he was trending on Twitter, but he has his own studios. He has the biggest and the only big, well, the biggest black, he's not the only black person with their own studios, but he has the biggest and the most recognized black studios in America. So why is it so tough for you to go find the next Lena Waithers and the next Ava DuVernay? Why is it so hard for you to go find them? Why does everything have to be written, produced, and directed by you, and it's not good? It's mediocre. And, and well, I know my audience, and fine. But you still represent us on the world stage. And you still are not given opportunities to the next you. Think about it. You have to give opportunities to the next you. I've given several opportunities to the next me. I'm the one that told Steve Smith, former program director for Hot 97, to listen to the overnight girl we had named Angie Martinez and to understand that she reflects what Hot 97 in New York should be as a radio station and not some of the people we already had on air. I'm the one that told Michael Saunders, come to this club with me and look at the movement this kid DJ Self is putting out there in the atmosphere. Look at the movement. Look at the way people are responding to him. We need him on the air. Give him back to the next me. I'm the one that started Fat Man Scoop Off in radio because I found him extremely entertaining when he was doing record promotions for Tommy Boy. Give him back to the next me. That's what you're supposed to do. A lot of times, I don't even get the accolades for it, and it's fine because I know what I did, and I'm telling y'all what I did. But I have to give back to the next me while still doing my thing. I'm not telling Tyler Perry to stop doing his thing. What did Fifth do? He's giving back to the next him. He had to forge that by himself. All of that stuff he had to forge. He had to make these deals and do all of this stuff by himself because the black hierarchy in America wouldn't even help the dude. But he's constantly giving back to the next him. He's given opportunities for people. He take he's taking the baby under his wing. He took Pop Smoke under his wing. Gotta give back to the next you, and that's all I'm saying. Give people an opportunity. There's a lot of great, great, great writers, producers, and directors out there that would love to have the opportunity. Give them the opportunity, and in turn, it grows your business because it's still coming out of Tyler Perry Studios. Still. That's what LeBron James and them do when they build schools. That's what Jalen Rose did when he built a school. Just look at it. If y'all don't, if y'all think I'm tripping, look at it. Go watch Loki 
from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, then compare that to some of the stuff that we're doing ourselves. And it's not just him. It's a lot of people. A lot of those movies that's on Amazon Prime, y'all got to step y'all game up and stop being mediocre. I'm on a mission. So if you know anybody that's an extraordinary, I don't want the regular. I'm looking for extraordinary scripts, extraordinary. Different genres, not just the black genre, but give me some black middle class. Give me a black, give me something, uh, give me a comedy that's on par with horrible bosses, stuff like that, that I could go out and, and knock on doors and help get made. Because we got to step our game up. We are talented, 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 talented people. You see it. Every time we touch something, we rule it. Check out This Is Pop on Netflix. Look at the story on Boys to Men and then look at the story on T-Pain. People thought that T-Pain couldn't sing. Remember, T-Pain was a rapper first. His first album was called Rapper Turned Sanger. Remember, T-Pain influenced 808 and Heartbreaks from Kanye West. T-Pain used that to sound different. And then y'all bugged out when y'all, you know, found out that the dude could sing. I don't know how y'all didn't know that. I did. Y'all forgot how dope of a songwriter he is and how dope of a producer he is. Like, Come on, y'all. That's just an end. That was just a means, to, a means to an end. To sound way different than anybody else. So he used auto tunes. Y'all thought that he was using that as a crutch because he couldn't sing. When Cher had used, or the producers who did believe for Cher had already used auto tunes, but Cher can sing. Y'all been knowing Cher can sing. And then Usher criticized them for it and then turned around and used auto-tunes with Will I Am and Oh My Gosh. I thought T-Pain was messing music up. Figure it out. You got to hit record out of it so it's okay, right? Yeah, the hypocrisy of it all, y'all. It's crazy. We grown, our kids are weak. Weak. Because we're raising them up to be weak. They're getting participation trophies. What the fuck is a partition patient trophy, y'all? When we start doing that, a participation trophy? You gotta be kidding me, man. What happened to knowing how to win or lose gracefully? You don't get a participation medal at the Olympics. If Shikari Richardson would have lost that damn race, she wouldn't have got no participation medal. She just lost. Not teaching our kids how to win. When you win, you're supposed to, hey, that's it, you won. And when you lose, you're supposed to go back and try better and maybe you'll win the next time. But your participation is just building camaraderie and, and work ethic and working with the people that you're working with to try to win the race or to try to win the game. That's what that's all about. Yo, we're going to get them next time. We're going to do this now. It's, oh, you you did great because you participated. We don't want you to feel bad because you lost. You know what our participation trophy was? The T-shirt that we had that said that we participated. 
with the pizzeria name on the back. It was a Little League shirt that it got hat. That's that's what you got. That's what you got for participating. You didn't get no trophy. Oh man, you 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 growing them up to be dependent. When you lose, you you learn something from losing. Well, I should get this because I participated. I should get a, 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 a I should get a, a silver album because I put an album out. Nobody bought it, but I put it out, so I, I should get a I should get a silver album. Mediocrity, man, is never going to help us elevate as a community and as a people on a whole. And I'm talking about black and brown and, and Asian folk and LGBTQ community, all that. Mediocrity ain't going to help us get to where we need to be. We need to strive to be the best of the best of the best. So like I said, if you know anybody that's doing exceptional, exceptional writing, Follow me at Ed Lover, DM me at Ed Lover on Instagram. Hit me up, Mr. Ed Lover at gmail.com. I'm looking for something that's on par with like, if we talking science fiction, then I need you to be on par with the Marvel uni Cinematic Universe and the writing they do. I need you to be on par with Lovecraft Country. That's what I'm looking for. Because I'm going to bust my ass for you to help you get your film made. But I need it to be different. Don't send me no hood scripts. Because I'm going to throw it in the garbage. Give me something. Give me a comedy. Give me something that's different. Totally different. Think if you can write, you can be exceptional. Hit me up at MrEdLover at Gmail. Send it to me. If you know anybody. Let's let's get this stuff done. I know enough people. I will bust my ass. To, and it might take years, but we'll get it done. Let's be exceptional and not mediocre. I'll be back with my come on, son, for this week. Come on, son. It's Ed Lover, y'all. I'm back. It's time for come on, son. I want to start this come on, son, off. Offset and Cardi B. Y'all got to chill. Come on, son. That girl is three years old. Three years old, and you you going crazy every time she has a birthday. Can you do like regular parents, please? Come on, son. Can you have first birthday, fifth birthday, 13, 16, 21? And stop buying these expensive-ass gifts to make everybody else feel bad. And what about the rest of your kids, Offset? Come on, son. Fuck you going to give them. Your three-year-old gets a $250,000 watch? What does your oldest son get, son? That nigga don't want a bike, son. That nigga do not want a bike. That nigga wants a Rolls Royce right now. Drop head. Come on, son. You're overdoing it. And nobody's going to be cool with, well, that's what her mother decided to do. No, nigga. You was there with the tuxedo on. You participated. You showed off the $250,000 watch. You got other kids, my nigga. This shit is going to get expensive. Come on, son. The fuck out of here with that bullshit. And speaking of bullshit, 50 Cent. How you going to do Raising Canaan? You took it back. It's probably like autobiographical about your life story a little bit. And you go to the motherfucking high school. 
and shoot shit when you know I was security and don't put me in the motherfucking shit as a security guard. So come on, son. The fuck is the deal? You know I worked at Andrew Jackson High School before I got on MTV, and you've seen my motherfucking acting skills, son. You've seen me in several shit, son. Stop being like that, son. I'm from Queens, nigga. You from Queens. You from South Side. I'm from North Side, nigga. Okay? Don't act like that. We ain't got beef no more like back in the 90s, nigga. Like, you should doing too much shit I ain't a part of, son. I'm not feeling that shit, son. Come on, son. I'm about to put a diss record out about you or something, my nigga. You got mad shit going on, my nigga. You, you call me OG Bobby Johnson, my nigga. You know I'm out. You know I'm out here. Try to get my shit right, nigga. I'm after keep reminding you, my nigga. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. And everybody out there that's bitching about what the motherfucking my man Pusha T said about Tyler the Creator. Fuck out of here, son. Come on, son. Pusha T got skills, nigga. Don't y'all ever forget that, son. I think y'all get so caught up in these bullshit-ass rappers that y'all forget that that nigga Pusha T got bars, nigga. Bars. Did y'all forget that nigga gave it to Drake, nigga? <laughs> Come on, son. That nigga gave it to Drake, and you know I'm telling the truth. And while I'm on the, uh, uh, on the subject of truth, the truth, craft is nobody wants no motherfucking macaroni and cheese-flavored ice cream. I don't give a fuck. What y'all say? Don't nobody want none of that shit, son. Come on, son. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. First Burger King comes out with the Impossible Whopper. Del Taco got the motherfucking uh, Beyond Tacos. Y'all niggas coming out with a macaroni and cheese flavored ice cream, son. Kraft, come on, son. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Little Caesars plant-based pepperonis. Come on, son. What the fuck is a plant-based pepperoni? Either it's a fucking pepperoni or it ain't a pepperoni, son. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. And speaking of bullshit, all you celebrities out there, stop trying to sue these photographers because they're using your pictures and they're making money. When they take the picture, you dumb-dumb, it's their intellectual property. Come on, son. The fuck out of here with all that bullshit. Speaking of bullshit, if one more person tell me they write a fucking book, I'm going to throw the fuck up. Who the fuck is you, son? Don't nobody know who you is. Don't send me that bullshit about your bullshit as a pain. You've done nothing in this business to even warrant 10 people giving a fuck about your opinion on shit. Okay, just because you got a little degree don't mean you should write a book. Sit your monkey ass down and let me get to reading this little Kim book and then the Foxy Brown book and the Ray Kwan book, all right, and the Jada Kiss book. I don't give a fuck about your book. All right, the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Come on, son. This is that lover, and I approve this message. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. I'm out. Come on, son. son. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is being brought to you by Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. No, I'm only playing. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> nah. Y'all keep going first. Everything else will fall into place. We'll talk at y'all next week, man. Y'all know what it is. Come on, son. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Krista Hayes and Kimana Paulus in downtown Chicago. This is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.